Hello guys, welcome back to my episode podcast, what I want to call this. Uh, as you know, my name is Elizabeth Galladay, and it is December 12th, 2019. And I'm meeting up with you guys again in the lovely Huntington in New Jersey. I want to talk to you guys about today about the novel that Harper Lee written to kill a mockingbird that sounded weird. So let's just continue. I just want to say, sadly, Harper Lee died from a stroke in February 19, 2016. Despite the book, I would have, re- well, not despite, um, reading the book, I would have really loved to meet her. But let's get off the sad note. And so by the time I read my Chromebook, I just wanted to mention that. To Kill a Mockingbird is a classic of American literature. It tells us about justice, integrity, and doing the right thing. It tells us about racial prejudice and the impact of race and class in the American Deep South. Ultimately, it is a story of humanity and the need for justice in society. I gotta say, I enjoyed it, and I think that it would be a great book for students, but I'll be describing why it's such a great book after I give the big topics in To Kill a Mockingbird. And some big topics that To Kill a Mockingbird demonstrated was social class, gender, race, age, and religion. So first I'll be talking about social class. For instance, in the second chapter, it showed Scout describing to her first grade teacher, and I might have, and I have to tell you, this was Scout's first day of first grade, so first time she ever was in school, and she's already getting in trouble. May I mention? So she was mentioning that a kid named Walter Cunningham would not take the money from her because Walter left without lunch since he didn't really have the money or resources to get a lunch, and her teacher was offering him a dime, which she made back. So when she mentioned that Walter was part of a poor family who were proud farmers and would not take off or not take charity from anyone because they want to, well, do things with their own resources and within their own power. And I see this as a very good thing for like uh, pride and uh, like I say it's very good that you would want to do things on yourself because it just goes to show how much you rather um, go through life not taking charitables from others. And I also wanted to mention that Maycomb, Alabama, is Scout's main narrator who was um, describing her point of view and things. Um, in, yeah, like I say, in Maycomb, Alabama, it, there are different social classes. There were the slaves, the Ewells, the Cunninghams, and then like the Finches, who was Scout, and other people in Maycomb. So let's get off of that and continue talking about one of the different social classes and that I mentioned, the Ewells. The Ewells were people who lived by their own rules and were not follow the rules of society. They were ultimately poor and lived near the dump with, like I have to say, multiple children. And we'll be hearing Ewell again in the future, so don't, uh, so don't fret about it. So, and then I want to talk about the slaves. The slaves were notorious people who were black or African-American, and they were treated horribly. I want to mention that Scout has not a slave, but a housekeeper who has been with the, her and her brother since they were practically toddlers or babies. So Caponio, the black housekeeper, isn't very a new 
person to see every day, now and then. But again, let's get back to uh, how people in Macon would treat each other. So, like I said, slaves are treated poorly and were called names and were always thought as to be lower than a white man. The Ewells were known to be making up their own rules, being poor and listening to anybody. The Cunninghams would all live off their own resources and were very kind. And then the Finches, which is Dean Louise's family, were as well very kind, but had some money since Atticus was a lawyer and Atticus is Dean Louise's or Scout's father. And I want to mention that Atticus lived in a time where um, most white men would get like the upper hand in court against a black man. So, and I should mention that this is also during the Great Public Depression. I do not know why that left my brain all of a sudden. So, yeah, and... I just want to like, get off of that topic right now. I, I might come back, I might not, and get off to another big topic, which, oh, excuse me, book there, um, which was race. Later in the book, it showed a trail between a black man and a trial. I don't know why I say trail. Sorry. A trial between a black man and a white woman. Uh, let me explain the case. So what happened was this man or this black man named Tom Robinson, who was notorious for being very kind-hearted, nice, and, well, compassionate. It showed him walking down the road from to and from work, and he always passed the Ewells. And like I mentioned, the Ewells are very poor, so they had to do things on their own. And Mayella, the, Mr. Ewell's daughter, would call Tom into the fence, and she... Uh, well, it wasn't really normal for a black man to go on the fence without being called to, and she'd be sitting on the porch when she would do this. So she would call him into the fence to cut up kindling or do little chores. And the first time he came in, she offered him a nickel for doing the chore, and he happily declined. And it, he mentioned later that he felt bad for Mayella because she was all alone with no one actually to help with those chores. So the way the trial happened was Mayella was beaten and uh, she allegedly said, well, not allegedly, she said that Tom raped her. And I'm not really getting into what that means. So, um, like, I was going, like, Mayella was beaten, and it was show, soon showed that her father beaten her. And I, I really think that was quite cruel of the father to do. And, well, technically, why would you even? So, yeah, and the situation leading up to that was... Mayella calling Tom into the fence, and Tom immediately noticed that the kids weren't there. So he asked Mayella what happened and uh, why it, the kids weren't there. Sorry about that. My computer turned off a little bit. And what happened was she mentioned that she spent a whole year saving up around seven nickels for the kids to go to town and buy ice cream. So, And, of course, Tom thought this was a very kind thing to do and congratulated Mayella for it. So after um, she explained that, she mentioned that uh, the door inside had was, like, perfectly falling off its hinges and needed Tom to come inside. Tom was a little skeptical at first, but proudly went inside to help her. When he noticed the door wasn't really falling off, uh, Mayella, he asked Mayella, and she said um, 
that she needed something to be taken off the top shelf. So he got in the chair and went to reach and grab something off the top shelf where she grabbed his legs and startling Tom, he jumped off the chair overturning it. She said that he, um, he said that she hugged him and kissed him. And well, in the time thinking of what I told you, you kind of noticed that a white woman kissing black men, well, wasn't normal. So her father happened to catch this and ran in. But before he ran in, Tom got startled and scared. So he ran. He didn't notice if he followed him or what happened after that. And it goes to show after Mr. L uh, e. Wells beat in his daughter, then went to the chef mentioning how she was raped and so she he wouldn't get in trouble and to get the Tom in trouble instead. So when he came in they noticed that Maria was violently beaten on with a man who could with his left hand, not his right. I don't know how they noticed this. I'm not really understanding how or why this would go into play until later into the trial where I finally understood. So what happened was um they called that Tom Bombson was the one who raped her. And in trial he, Tom mentioned he hurt himself when he was younger and tore muscles or something in his left arm, and his left arm did not move. So kind of kind of see that the what happened wasn't really Tom's fault. And he also had Atticus, who was defending Tom, had Mr. Ewell write his name, and he wrote it in his left hand. So he, it goes to show that he was the one who hurt Mayella. But being racist, the jury decided to call Mayella um, as unguilty and Tom as guilty. Of course, Tom was completely discouraged by this and told Atticus while leaving that he that there's nothing else he could do for him because it was ultimately the um, court's decision of racist people or people who didn't really see eye to eye that men are all equal. Later, which really got me sad, was that Tom was shot 17 times trying to escape from prison. Uh, I really didn't uh, like hearing this because, first of all, I think it's cool to shoot someone 17 times. And they said that if he had both his arms, he could have gotten away, but he really didn't. And uh, talking about this, I want to start talking about some real-life situations. Uh, I'm getting all sad here. I'm not sad. So... What happened in what happens in real life is uh, what gets me sad, but also happy is that people do discriminate against others because of the race. And what makes me so happy is how the people of different ways actually defend themselves. Like I think that Atticus should have um, told Tom that because if it brought to my not my attention, it brought to his attention, he just told. Um, Tom that to be hopeful, but Atticus said he didn't believe in something that might not happen. So I, I see his point. And let's get off of seeing out that Atticus's point and go back to real life situations. Um, I, was, uh, I also don't I honestly do not like it how people who are black also take advantage of white people due to their color and just by saying that once someone is racist causing the white person to do uh, um, something the black person is asking. I don't know why I'm saying it this way, so sorry. Um, and let's get off of race because it's kind of hard for me to explain my social views and my perspective of how I see things since I am just a kid. So let's get off to another top, big topic in the book, which was gender. And mm, I love this topic because 
First of all, Jean Louise is a girl. Scout, which is her nickname she goes by, is a tomboy. She does not like dresses, tea parties, or jewelry. She also does not like knitting or like crocheting or something like that. So when her family or her aunt, oh, I gotta say, I do not like her aunt at all. Aunt Alexandra was... Mean, but I'll be describing who Aunt Alexander was later after this. So, like I was saying, the scout was a tomboy who liked boys better, and she described how she did not like women because women were very hypocritical and uh, well hypocrites towards other people and were like apparently right for one thing but then again, uh, you couldn't do it even though she, she could or something like that. Um, and I just wanted to mention how they said in the jury that Miss Mayella, a nice old lady or an older lady of a, who was a widow that Jeannie Louise or Scout really enjoyed being around, um, could not be on the jury because she was a woman and they wanted to keep how daintly and delicate women were off of such serious topics. So after that, I'm like, hmm. And I just want to mention that in real life, most men do look down on women because and think they should do more less dangerous tasks. I think that there are some things women should not do that men should, but that's that's only my view. But I'm not saying that all things. But I also, uh, I am very proud when my father told me that he is an iron, he worked for an iron workers, and um, he mentioned how he made great friends with a girl iron worker who was working with him on the same bridge he was doing. So, yeah. That really, that really got me. Like, I think women shouldn't do jobs that um, are out of their capability. I don't, but that's not, but it varies for many women. Like, some uh, women might be very good uh, at doing dangerous and dirty jobs, uh, and some women might not like it, but we might be better at doing some more daintly and less, uh, and more delicate jobs. Yeah, 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 so... Yeah, like, I think believe that women, uh, people are only limited on how far they uh, they think they can like, on how far they limit themselves. Like, if you keep trying your hardest and keep pushing your limits farther and farther, you might get a better chance of doing things. So, yeah. And then let's get off to another chat, another main topic, which is age. Uh, age was shown in it, how Jean Louise is eight or nine, or eight, nine, or ten between the whole book and stuff, probably even seven at one time, um, how she was always being told that she wouldn't understand something because of her age. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to mention that, and... I just want to also say how uh, people, uh, Scout did understand things because, well, one main thing is her father was a lawyer and stuff, so she didn't have a, much of an understanding of what was happening around her, but not a complete understanding. Um, and to me, I think that Scout might have been too young to hear some things that she did hear, but that's only my point of view. And going to real-life situations, it surprises me when I see a kid, probably five or six, watching a horror movie that me and my family can't even stand. Because me, myself, I am 13, and I cannot watch anything scary because 
well, it frightens me very much. Um, and let's get off my personal point of views and fears right now and talk about um, how I think parents and us kids should be uh, understanding. Parents should know the limits of their kids. Parents should know how sensitive the kid is and how much a kid can take. And also, if a kid does not understand something, should probably ask an adult or someone with a better understanding of what happened or what the topic was, just so, you know, they don't go on forever not knowing. I think that a kid should uh, probably know uh, his own limitations of how far um, information can go before it starts becoming uh, too... um, too much but yeah this also goes up down on how far your limits are uh i guess this is a little short thing in the book but another thing was religion religion was another topic because miss maria one of jean louise's friends or people that she enjoyed hanging out with mentioned how mr radley was a foot washing Baptist, and in this phase, I, uh, I uh, of course gave a lot of chuckle to her because it's the first time I kind of heard this, and uh, it's not really a very much uh, said around a lot. So, swing my comic a little bit to make, make a noise. Uh, so yeah, uh, so Jean Louise and asked what that meant, and she said that. Foot washing Baptists saw that anything was a pleasure was a sin. They even said that uh, the word woman was practically a sin as well, so the Radleys didn't really have much to enjoy from. And getting off the Radleys, let's go on to Jean Louise's housekeeper's church. Jean Louise's father, Atticus, had to go away for two weeks due to some something somewhere else about his job. So he stayed, she stayed with her housekeeper, Capernia. Caponia brought her them to a church where she had them really dressed up and starched Jean Louise's dress, where she said it was so it was like really stiff and stuff, which I thought was hilarious because I've heard stories about making socks stiff and like I could practically bang them on the table and they won't even move or something. So that's just from a family view of me. Uh, but yeah, uh, Caponia's church was called First Purchase because it was purchased by newly free slaves and because this church is made mostly well made of black people they don't all know how to read so Caponia's son I am forgetting his name but it's like I think it's like a start with a z or something um was one of the people who could read due to Caponia making sure he knew how to so he would read something from the hymn book, uh, like a, a sentence, and someone else would, uh, and the other people would uh, read after him, saying, like, copying him until they got through the whole song, then they're, like, singing the song. Um, this was called Linen, I think it was. And <clears throat> they uh, and during, before the Linen, the pastor had the doors closed after they were getting uh, communion. I think that's what they call it. Um, for Helen Robinson, Tom Robinson's wife, um, they need ten dollars because Tom was in jail and was unable to provide for the family and the, uh, her and her kids. So as Tom was in jail and like they had to collect ten dollars for 
uh, Helen. So I went after the collector, they opened the doors and let the guy, the people out. And I'm going to recap to when I mentioned about race. When Jean Louise and uh, Scout and Jen came to the church, this um, everyone was very like considerate and greeting them, but except one person who had a very Mm, let's say big mouth when it came to not liking something. So they kind of showed another play in race of how uh, a black person, woman was racist towards uh, two white kids because they were in a black church and it wasn't really, you know, known for it. So back to this religion thing. I wanted to mention how religion... Um, well, well, also a big thing in the book because during a meeting that I, I'm going to talk about Aunt Alexander Scout's aunt was having with people or the gal, her gal friends, um, they mentioned a lot about Jean Louise living in a Christian home and a Christian household in a Christian town, how most people don't really get that. And um, what I thought was it was kind of, like braggadocious because they were talking about how good Jean Louise has is it when uh, when others didn't really have the same thing, but yeah. Oh, now we're gonna start talking about Aunt Alexandra. I hated her. She was not the normal aunt you would think. She was not very supportive of Jean Louise and her decisions. But Jean Louise or Scout would really much like to act in a lady in front of. Uh, Miss Alexandra, no, yeah, Aunt Alexandra and her, like, friends and stuff. So, Miss Alexandra called um, uh, the Cunningham trash because they were of lower social class to her and went, well, her expectations. She said they might be nice and good character, but they were, face it, trash. And I thought that, I was like, how can you even say this to somebody? Don't you even feel guilty? But, Aunt Alexandra seems cruel to me, but I just might just be me, and some other person might see as something else. So, yeah. Now I want to get on to some questions that were like mainly brought up. And I also want to mention another thing that really got me was how... Well, like before the question, let's talk about how the book was good, and I'll talk about what really got me from the book later. I want to mention that this book should be recommended for kids in middle school and higher. It's not really appropriate for like under eighth graders because people might not understand, and there is heavy language in the book as well, including some terms that should never be used ever and like stuff like that. So this should, I really did enjoy the book, and I recommend it for all ages. Well, except young ages, because, yeah, like I said. Um, and then I want to say something that jumped out at me was how people felt no guilt towards what they were doing. How they saw people who were under them or who they who has lower social class of them were trash. So, yeah. And I also wanted to mention a few things of how... I would have treated people in those situations. I guess I could have said I would treat people like that with a high understanding of, well, compassion, kind of, from being treated so poorly. I would also have to say that I would most likely try and help people like this, like Atticus did. Atticus mentioned in court while defending Tom Robinson, Robinson, um, that all men are created equal, and he was ask, practically asking the jury if they were going to give him a fair court. Of course, it did not, and um, made him guilty because 
most of them were racist and did not believe in, uh, well, giving uh, Negro people or African American consent or, you know, some word and things. And people were actually happy with this in Maycomb. And I wanted to say, even in this real world, I would stick up for people. Uh, if this were to happen, I would most likely try and help people that these happen happen. Use charity, do charities, and do things that could, well, you know, get people to help those in need, especially people who are suffering from being called. Uh, horrible things and again i mentioned before that this wasn't just um one race it goes the other way around too i just think that people should at least you know like i said before how the little nursery rhyme goes if you have nothing nice to say don't say anything at all and what i really wanted to bring to your eyes attention was that harper's to kill a mockingbird the novel is great I really did enjoy it. I hope you guys enjoy it too. And I want to say goodbye. Have a nice rest of the day, everybody. And, well, like I said, goodbye.